And this evening, I want to just simply draw a couple of points out from this passage, not particularly in any fancy order, but just because I feel like a couple of these points we need to know again today. We need to have these truths um, really placed in our hearts again today. As we think about this blind man here, this blind man and the situation that we find him in, we know that his name is Bartimaeus. Okay, that's the name of the man. It says it in the book of Mark. Um, I'm sure that this wouldn't have been his plan A for his life. This wouldn't have been what he would have chosen to have been with his life, to live it to the fullest or the best. This morning I was doing children's ministry and Henry Lloyd was painting very carefully and doing it beautifully. And Henry said to me, when I grow up, I want to be an artist. Okay? And he was very keen. I'm going to be an artist when I grow up. Then he turned to me and he looked at me and he said, Chrissy, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. I thought, thanks, Henry. Fantastic. There's still a chance for me yet. Okay? But we have those things. Think about those things that you thought of. What did you want to be when you grew up? Okay? Maybe some of you turned out to be those things. Others of you are still working towards those goals. Maybe some of you think, oh, that dream never happened. I went somewhere else. But things, you have a plan for your life. I'm sure this man, when he was a child, didn't think, I would really like to be blind and I'd really like to be at the side of the road, sitting in the dirt all day long, begging for what I can. This wasn't what he had wanted for his life. He was blind. He had an incurable physical problem. Maybe over the years he'd kind of been to seek some medical help. I don't know. Maybe he'd been to see um, opticians, not spec savers, but whoever it was back in the day who tried to get his eye, make his eyes right. But nothing could help. This was a physical condition that he was stuck with. And as we think about this, I think it's interesting parallel to some things in each one of our lives too that it doesn't matter how much goes right in our lives, there will always be things that don't go the way that we planned as well, that aren't the things that we wanted, something that maybe isn't what we planned and something that is out of our control, something that we can't control. Whatever our position is in life, whatever your privilege, you might be very famous, I don't know, well, we should know if you're famous, Um, but you might be someone very famous, You might be someone very just normal, ordinary, from an ordinary background here this evening. We all have one thing in common, all of us, that unites us. And I'm sorry, it's a bit depressing, but one day we're all going to die, okay? That is the one thing that unites us all. Jim and I were having a conversation about it this morning. What a cheery chap Jim is. (laughs) Go and go to Jim for your encouragement, okay? We were chatting about it this morning, about... Um, how one day we're all going to die and all of us, all of us, no matter who we are, can suffer from sickness, from illness, we could have an accident, any other horrible things that we think of in this world could happen to any of us. And here we have this guy who is completely stuck in the horrible reality that he finds himself in, here beside the road, powerless to change and turn his situation around on his own. Bartimaeus is living a nightmare. His dreams taken from him. And he must have been devastated that this was his life. 
you know, hearing people day by day just walk past him. You know, I, I, we did this story this morning with the children. I like to do the same in the morning as the evening so parents can chat if they want to. And uh, we did it this morning and we blindfolded the children and got them to guess what the objects were and how difficult it was for them to see, not to, to know what that object was without seeing how difficult life is if you don't have your sight. You know, this is a this guy found himself in a difficult situation. It was a nightmare. This was his reality. He would have been anxious. He'd have despaired. You know, the thoughts that would have gone round in his head would have been like, would this, is this ever going to change? Is there ever going to be some change? It was his reality until the day that everything did change. Everything got turned upside down. Everything changed in a moment when he had an interaction with Jesus. Everything was transformed when he had a moment with Jesus, when he came into contact with the God who made him, the God who loved him, the God who had so much grace for him, he could never uh, believe it. When he came into contact with Jesus, everything was transformed. And it all happened through one leap of faith, through him crying out to Jesus. Jesus, have mercy on me. He cried out. Even when they tried to silence him, he cried out to Jesus. And the first thing I think we can learn from this this evening is that sometimes our problems are there to serve a purpose. Our problems can serve a purpose. And I want to bring um, an encouragement to you to this evening, to anyone who's going through a problem at the moment that seems out of control, and a problem um, that you can't uh, contain and that you're powerless to do anything about. I want to just bring an encouragement to you this evening. I want to tell you that sometimes our problem can serve a purpose. Sometimes our problems can serve a purpose. At the, at the end of the day, this blind man, at the end of this story, I am sure that this blind man would say, I know this sounds unbelievable, I know this sounds like you won't believe this, but the blindness was the best thing that ever happened to me because I had an encounter with Jesus and I received grace and forgiveness and healing and eternal life. If I hadn't ever have been in that place, would I ever have heard the voice of Jesus? Would I ever have had that encounter with Jesus? C.S. Lewis said, pain is God's megaphone to arouse a deaf world. Apologies to you parents and carers who went home this morning with a megaphone from you with your children. We made megaphones this morning to shout out to Jesus our prayers. Pain is God's megaphone to arouse a deaf world. And sometimes when everything's going right, don't we know this in our own lives? When everything's going right, when it's all good, when we're coasting along, when we're cruising along... It's much harder sometimes to find that time with God and, and listen to God than when a problem comes. What's the thing we do? We turn to God in prayer. Very rarely do I get a text message that says, would you just pray for me today that I would know more of God's presence in my life and that I'd be used by God? Daily, I'll have lots of things that say, I'm going through this problem or this difficulty, will you pray for me? 
because we turn to God when there's a difficulty or a problem, don't we? And it's good that we do that. Don't get me wrong. God should be the first place that we go to. But sometimes our problems draw us closer to God. So at the end of the day, I think Bartimaeus would say, this is one of the best things that ever happened to me. I had an encounter with Jesus. It was the tool that God used to get through to Bartimaeus. Maybe God had tried to speak to him. Maybe God had tried to just whisper to him as he was falling asleep, but he hadn't heard. Maybe he was so consumed and distracted by his despair that he couldn't think straight to hear from God. But once he realized that he was on the ground, once he realized that he was in that dust, kicked aside, he could be ready for God to touch him. He found that there was no limits to God's grace, no limits to God's love, and that God's mercies are new every morning. And doesn't that sound familiar to us too? Doesn't that sound so familiar to us too? That sometimes it's when we're at our lowest that God just breaks in, that we cry out to God we realise and recognise our need of God. The plan that God has for you, the plan that God has for me, is sometimes being worked out through the problems and through the pain. God is working out a plan. And my advice this evening would be sometimes we need to put the label maker down. We're very quick to label ourselves or label things in our lives. We say things are hard or difficult or tough, and we speak that over our lives. This week, my mum, bless her. Mum, would you give me a wave? This week, my mum, bless her. We had a little situation in our house where we had this message saying, my uncle lives at the bottom of their garden in a house, not like a gnome, okay? (laughs) And he lives at the bottom of their garden, and my mum kind of keeps an eye on my uncle. And uh, he came up the garden, and he was a bit stressed, a bit worried. He said to my mum, I found a pigeon in my garden, and it can't fly. Okay, this pigeon has broken its wing or done something, and it can't fly. It's flapping all around the garden. So my mum went down and said, okay, let's just catch it, put it in a box, put it in the greenhouse, see how it goes. And then if it doesn't get much better, we'll take it up to GSPCA. So anyway, did that, put it in the greenhouse, pigeon doesn't get better. So my mum decides she needs to take this pigeon up to the GSPCA, okay? So my mum's on her way up to the GSPCA. She phones them to say, I'm bringing you up this pigeon. So they say to her, what is the pigeon's name? Okay? (laughs) My mum says it hasn't got a name. It's a pigeon. What are you talking about? Anyway, they say to her, no, it has to have a name to bring it in. So you have to just give it a name. Just give it a name and bring it in. What does my mum say for the name of the pigeon in that moment of flap? Prince William. That's what she comes up with. Prince William. There is currently a pigeon in the GSPCA called Prince William. Okay? What is she like? Honestly, we were like, where did that come from? Prince William. So if you're out in the garden, look out for Prince William flying around. Okay, anyway, he's got quite a grand label on him, that pigeon. But often we do put labels on things. We name things in our lives, okay? And we put labels on ourselves, okay? When we're in a bad place, we immediately say, that's bad, that's hard, that's difficult, it's unfair. And we need to put the label maker down and simply say, God, I trust you. 
I trust you, God. This is really hard, but I trust you. This is really rough, but the label I'm going to put over my life is that you have a plan for me. The label I'm going to put over is that you have a purpose for me. The label I'm going to put over is that you work all things together for good for those who love you. Those are the labels we need to put down. I believe you haven't lost control of my life. We can thank God for his goodness right there in the middle of the difficulty. Just like blind Bartimaeus, sometimes our problems serve a purpose. They serve a purpose. The next point is, in verse 36, it says, When he heard the rustle of the crowd, he asked what was going on. When he heard is the important bit. Heard. Why is heard so important? Because we understand that Bartimaeus was blind. He couldn't see. That's what he couldn't do. But what he could do was he could hear. He could hear what was happening around him. And you see, sometimes I think we focus so much on what we don't do or can't do that we can't see what we can do or what we do do, what we do do well, if that makes sense, what we do do well. We focus too much on the don'ts and not the do's. Listen, I wonder this evening, what do you have? What do you have? What has God given you? What do you have in your life? You see... Bartimaeus couldn't see, but there was no doubting that he could hear what was happening and what was going on. And when he did, he acted. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, he cried out. So don't focus so much on what you don't have that you forget what you do have. Paul writes this in Romans 12. For just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function... So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then encourage. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. Okay, so it's talking about this image of of the body of Christ, us, being made up like a body. Each part of the body has a different part. You know, the finger can't hear, okay? The toes can't smell, okay? It's quite simple, okay? These things, you know, you, you can't pick something up with your knee, or maybe you can if you're very clever, okay? But they, each part has its part to play. And just like us here, we all have our parts to play. We all have different gifts. You have do's, I have do's, And you also have don'ts, the things that you don't have. And that's about the beauty of being in church. That's the beauty of coming together in church. We all have different gifts. We all have different talents. We all have different resources. Each one that God uses to work together to create something beautiful. What do you have? What do you have this evening? What have you been given? An illustration that has spoken into my life so many times and I've used before, I know, is that of a vase. You know, when I was studying A-level, as part of our A-level course um, for art, we had to do pottery. Now, um, we all start off, I don't know if you've ever done pottery. Anyone done pottery before? 
few of you, yeah? You all start off and you have to make that long sort of snake coil thing with the clay. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? This long thing that, yeah, looks long, um, <laughs> not like much. And then you have to start off and you have to coil it round. And that's called a coil pot. That's how you start making a coil pot. You coil it round, 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 then you smooth it all out and you get this little coil pot. Well, we all did that and we all were quite successful in making this little coil pot. And then we had to move on um, to the pottery wheel. Okay, so this is when it gets a bit more fun and a bit more interesting, okay, when you get to the pottery wheel. And uh, it's fun, you know, ours, it never looked like the film, you know, the film Ghost, where it's all very romantic and everything. It's really just splatting everywhere and going everywhere and looking this big mess. But we were, we were doing this, and the, the teacher said, I'm going to demonstrate. And he was creating this vase, and it was coming up, and it was all looking very beautiful. And then suddenly at the top, it kind of just flopped and cracked and went a bit of a mess. And we were like, oh, that's a bit awkward as he's demonstrating what this beautiful vase uh, should look, look like. Um, and uh, supposed to be showing us how to do it. But then he said something, and it's quite profound, and stayed with me. Sometimes you think it's going to be a vase, but you realise that actually, that it's actually not what this piece was intended to be. In fact, it's intended to be something much better. And we all thought he was making this vase. And then he took out a tool, which looks a bit like a hook, and he took off the top piece. Um, and then he carried on, and he went on to create the most intricate pot, the most beautiful pot. And what we all had thought was a mess was actually him showing us how you can bring something round and make it even more beautiful and even more amazing than the thing that it was you first intended it to be. Now, if you saw that pot without knowing that story, you'd look at it and say, that's, that's a master craftsman there. That's a great potter who has created what a stunning piece of artwork. So here's the thing. The same is true about you and I. The difference is, so often in life, we think about the crack. We think about the, the mess that's been made. We think a bit about the bit at the top which has broken. And actually... We fail to see what we've become or what we're becoming or what God's creating us to be. We focus so much on what has happened or the problem or the pain or the thing we've done that we fail to see where God is taking us and leading us to become something so much more beautiful. It's a bit like this. I, I really want to get married. I really want to get married. I'm not going to have two kids and I'm going to get a house and I'm going to have a conservatory and I'm going to have a dog. And it's all going to be beautiful and the garden's going to look lovely and it's all going to be perfect. And then you get married and it's not really that great. And actually cracks start to appear and it's really hard. And you think actually it's never going to be the same now. This is hard work. Or I'm going to go into to business and I really want this thing or I really want this career. And then you get your exam results and it's like never going to get there. It's not going to happen. And there's this big crack or this big fault line that you feel is there. Or you, maybe you broke an addiction and you've been two years clean and it's great and then suddenly something's happened and you've gone, you're back on it. You're back doing that thing that you thought you cracked and you'd never do again. But you see, we get so focused on what's happened and the crack and the fault line and the problem that we get our sense of value and our worth in that fracture and we start seeing ourselves as broken and, and not usable and, and not worthy. When actually, all the time, God is saying, I'm working things out for your good. 
I'm making you into something even more beautiful. I'm transforming you into something even more amazing that if only you can see in time to come, it's even something more valuable, something more beautiful than what you have now. He's working it out for our good. He begins to take all of those things, the cracks, the faults, the failures, and he creates something new. No, you're not going to be that vast. I'm making you into something even more beautiful, something that you can't even imagine yet, something that you can't even see yet. I'm creating something even more beautiful. But you see the crack. You know, your value is not in some past fracture in your life. That's not where your value is. You are something special. You are something special. You could say that you are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece sat here this evening. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That's how God sees you. Great things that God has prepared in advance for you to do. For you to do. I'm just going to pick on Joel. You know, God has plans for Joel. Specific plans for Joel. He has plans for Joel. You know, I, I loved it when we did, um, was it Purpose Driven Life that we did years and years ago? Do you remember that? And we were reading through that book and just realising that, that I'm sorry, this might be a bit graphic this evening, that Dave and Den came together in that kind of way because God wanted Joel. <laughs> he chose Joel, you know. What an amazing thought. He wanted Joel. He has purpose. Sorry, Joel, block your ears. Um, he wanted Joel, okay? And he has good things planned in advance for him to do. But it's not just Joel. It's every single one of us here. So if we feel like we haven't come from the best upbringing, the best family, the best, we haven't got the best, God, God wanted you. He chose you. And he's got a plan and a purpose for you that he's working out. And even if it's really tough, don't look at the cracks and the failures. We're all a big bunch of mistakes and problems and things that we've done in the past. Each one of us. Don't look around and think everyone's got it all together. I don't have everything that everyone else does have. That's not true. That's not true. We're all, we could all stand up here. And if we had to share, like Lex did tonight, our faults and the things we've got wrong, we'd be sitting here till eternity. Okay, because that's who we are. But God says, that's not where I place your value. I have a purpose for you. I love you. You have value. I have good works for you to do. God has prepared them in advance. Let's not focus on the things that we don't have, that we forget what we do have, the things that we do have. Finally, I wonder if Bartimaeus would ever have been healed if he simply sat there and hadn't cried out, if he sat in silence as he let Jesus walk by. Would Jesus have turned and touched him? Maybe he would have. You know, the story we had last week, Jesus had chosen this man to go to. This week, there's one who cried out, cried out, called out, continually, persistently shouted out for Jesus to hear him. Maybe Jesus would have stopped, but there are a lot of blind people. There are a lot of people who needed healing. There are a lot of people who had all kinds of problems. But Jesus didn't heal all of the people. And in the case of Bartimaeus, 
He cried out and Jesus heard his voice. He heard him crying out. And it probably helped that Bartimaeus shouted loudly. He screamed. Now, I'm not suggesting that you have to scream in your prayers, although you may want to, okay? Don't do it while I'm standing next to you in worship. But, you're very, but sometimes we need to let that emotion out and shout and be, and be determined in our prayers. We need to be persistent in our prayers to keep going. And this evening, I want to simply ask the question, what do you need from Jesus? Do you need a physical healing tonight, just like Bartimaeus? Then call out to Jesus. Do you have a child who needs a healing? Call out to Jesus. Does your marriage need help? Are you, are you, do, you, is, do you feel like there's a fracture line, a crack in your marriage that you need help? You know, cry out to Jesus. You know, we've all been there at times where we've had to cry out and we can all look back and say, I'm not where I was back then. God has created something new. Cry out to Jesus and don't give up if the answer doesn't come quickly. Keep going. Keep going. Jesus said, this is a promise, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. I wonder tonight if you have a problem that you feel is out of your control, that you're unable to fix on your own, that you can't do it on your own. Maybe we need to just relax tonight and hand it back to God and just trust that he's working in it. He's working it out for our good. Let's just trust and put it back um, into God's hands. Maybe you've lived your life under a label And it's time just for you to cry out and say, God, just remove that label and help me to put the promises of God over my life again. I want that label removed. Maybe there's people who need to start committing tonight to using what they do have rather than making excuses for always what they don't have. It's very easy. You don't have time. You know, I don't have the money. I don't have, what do you have? What do I have? Maybe we need to give back to God this evening. So the way we're going to do this is a bit different tonight. I want us just to pray on our own and just to ask God, just to call out to God tonight. Now, this morning, I said, as I said, I, um, I, we made, Annie and I made um, megaphones with the children so they could shout out their prayers to Jesus, okay? And it was really sweet because uh, Megan put on hers. She put, let me get this right, rain, cappuccino, Rosie, Megan, and mum. Okay, now that might seem completely random to you, but those are her three tortoises and her mum and her, her family at home. And she said, I'm going to shout out to Jesus and I'm going to pray for my family. Okay, because I want God really to come my family. And I thought that was so lovely. And so this evening, I want us to shout out to Jesus today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask us to, we're very British, and uh, you know sometimes we get a bit afraid of emotion and a bit of wearing up. Not when England are playing football, though, we don't. So maybe we could just sort of harness a bit of energy this evening. Um, is I'm going to ask Leon in a moment to... Um, <laughs> Leon, sorry, I prepared you suddenly. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to do an interpretive dance or anything at the front. You're OK. Um, I'm just going to ask you in a moment to play some music, but fairly loud, OK, in a moment when I say go. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get us all just to stand this evening where we are. 
And we're going to play some la- music loud enough not for you to hear the person next to you. Not definitely loud, but loud enough, okay? And I'm going to just encourage you to speak out, to actually physically speak out and to pray out what it is. Imagine Jesus asking you, what do you want me to do for you? And you might think, God, I've prayed about this a hundred times. You know what I, you know what I need you to do. Jesus knew what that blind man needed. He was standing there before him blind. He didn't need to be told, but Jesus wanted him to speak it out, to say what he needed. So tonight we're going to stand and we're just going to pray. And then we're going to cut the music, okay, after a few moments. And we're just going to be still and be in silence and allow us just to receive, just receive where you are from God. Because it's really important that we listen as well to what God is saying. So we're going to cry out, and then we're going to receive, okay? And don't be afraid of a bit of emotion. If you find yourself, sometimes, like, moments like this, I was in worship before, and I thought, I can't cry because I've got to get up and speak. But sometimes you get overwhelmed, and that's fine. That's just God at work. That's just the Spirit of God at work. So we're going to do this. I'm not going to ask the worship band just to join us as we do this, not to come back up at the moment. So if you're able, would you stand? Father, thank you this evening that you heard each one of our cries tonight. And thank you that your promise is that if we ask, it will be given. And that when we seek, we shall find. And if we knock, the door will be opened. I thank you. And we believe in faith tonight that you've heard our cry and that we will receive. We thank you, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. I'm going to ask the band to come back now. And they're going to lead us in um, three final songs. I just want to, um, I don't want to let this evening go. I'm going to make a specific uh, request now. Um, So we've we've cried out and we've received from God tonight. But just that there might be some people here this evening who actually have been coming for some weeks but actually need to make that commitment just that personal relationship with Jesus that it's time for you to say actually I've heard all you've been saying about and actually I need to make that commitment to Jesus and so that's a specific sort of request this evening if if you tonight really know that God's saying I love you maybe it's for the first time I love you that you're valuable that I have a plan and a purpose for your life then please, just we're just at the front here. Just come and find, find me or, or one of the team and we would just love to pray with you this evening. It's as simple as that. We just need to pray and uh, just say, God, please just bless this person. They would love a relationship with you.